This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. As well as Eagle Saving Nations, I want to welcome you to the Warning Program. Wherever you're listening or watching, Welcome. Special guest today, Ray Gebauer. He's an unlicensed holistic doctor, uh, has written books on health, and uh, we are on a series. Today is Getting Off the Freeway of Slow Suicide, Part 3. Ray, welcome back. Thank you, Doctor. I'm happy to be here, as always, and share some ideas that hopefully uh, can make a difference. We all want the same thing. We want to be happy and feel more fully alive. We want the rest of our life to be the best of our life. But there's some things coming around the corner that don't look so good, and we got to be ready for that. And I'm going to talk about that a bit. But the general topic here is getting off the freeway of slow suicide. It's tragic that people commit suicide on purpose. But most of the population is sort of committing suicide inadvertently without realizing what they're doing. Because from my perspective, the single cause of all disease and health conditions is stress overload. Not stress. Stress can be our friend. But too much stress for too long causes our body to finally break down. We get cancer, heart disease. 50,000 people die every day just from heart disease and cancer. And 80% have diabetes. So it's the stress overload that's putting us on that path or even the freeway of slow suicide without people realizing what they're doing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't watched any of these programs with Ray Gabauer, you can go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org, and you can watch or listen. We even did a program on stress, the cause of all diseases. I know at one time I was studying to be a psychologist, psychiatrist. Uh, one of my degrees is out of Eastern Washington University in this area, and um, they say, psychologists, some of them go as far as to say 100%, I'm not saying I agree with that, but they say 100% of our physical diseases come from our emotions. Again, when we let hatred get out of control, fear out of control, when we allow the burdens of life to get to us, instead of applying the word of God, all of this, we need to apply the word of God. In other words, we have to live within the word, the inspired word of God, if you want to avoid stress. So, Ray, uh, maybe you want to summarize part two. 
So part one was about how to reduce stress overload by increasing our faith, because faith and particularly uh, psychological stress, there's five kinds of stress, you know, physical stress, psychological stress, electromagnetic stress, chemical stress, like pesticides and pollution, and deficiency-based stress. But we, we need to reduce all those different ki- five kinds of stress, otherwise we have stress overload, and that causes the body to break down. And so um, we've been focusing on psychological stress, and particularly fear, and so the first strategy to overcome and reduce fear, eliminate fear, is to build our faith, because faith and fear are inversely related. The higher the faith, uh, the lower the fear. The more faith, fear we have, the lower the faith. And so they're inversely related. Uh, part two was the second strategy of reducing stress overload, which is mature love, based on First uh, John 4.18, which says that, perfect or mature love cast out fear but it's the not just love in general because our, our culture has a faulty definition of love of just liking something like i i love ice cream i love pizza i love my car i love my god i love whatever but real love it consists of four elements four dimensions of of caring connecting committing and creating value so it's that mature love that can put out the extinguish or cast out the fear so it's also inversely related so the higher our anxiety or worry or or fear or anger or depression uh the lower love we're operating in so by increasing our love in those four dimensions of caring connecting committing creating value with god and with each other that will cast out or eliminate the fear so but this episode we're going to talk uh, a little more about what you can do in the natural realm to reduce stress overload. I mean, first, you know, God's our ultimate healer. He's our ultimate doctor. We need to go to Him and believe and trust in Him, love Him more, and that does a lot. And there's things we can do in the natural arena to reduce stress overload. Okay, part two. Do you want to summarize that? Yeah, part two was the strategy of using love to reduce Fear, the four dimensions of love, the caring, connecting, committing, and uh, creating value. So faith working through love, which is First John 4, 18, love cast out fear. So that's what we're talking about. The heart is poisoned, if we want to use that word. We used it in part two, by fear, anger, and depression. Yeah. And we made a comparison that faith, in contrast to fear, is the light compared to darkness. Again, if you want to obey God, you have to learn these principles also. You're not going to go into a a country of genocide if God told you, if you allow your emotions to take over. The stress will stop you. You won't even go. But if you learn to walk in faith, the Word of God, understanding it, where you can live by it, then you can go into that country knowing that God is in control and you can actually, I remember in Kampala, Uganda, Idi Amin killed 500,000 Christians. Aboti killed 500,000. And I went into that country, there was shooting all around Kampala where we, the house we were sleeping in, my team was awake all night and I slept. They came in and said, Pastor, how can you sleep? Because you had faith. I had learned to walk in faith or living 
what God taught. I lived by it, and I slept like a baby. This is what we're talking about. If you want to minimize stress, we have to learn to walk or live by faith. Right? Absolutely. Now, this is part three. So, again, getting off the freeway of slow suicide today, part three. Right? Okay, one more comment just to wrap up as a review. Faith is where we have to start, and that's fundamental. That's like the foundation. However, Paul does point out that even if you have enough faith to move mountains, he's saying this in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, I'm still nothing if I don't have love. So Paul says in Galatians 5, is faith working through love that counts the most. So it's that synergistic combination of faith and loving God and loving each other that best positions us to handle stress. And stress is inevitable. Stress is not the real problem. It's not our enemy. It's the stress overload. So we, we have stress. Jesus has stress. He was sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he processed through it. He overcame that. God calls us to be overcomers. And our two main strategies is, is faith, living in faith, and living in love. Well, they're all working together. They're integrated. Yes. And the Word of God is all integrated. Um, and that's when you're healthy, is when you can integrate the truths in the Bible. So, again, we're on part three. Yeah. So, with that as the foundation, increasing our faith in God and loving God, being a lover of God and each other, there's certain things we need to do in the natural realm, like get enough sleep, get enough sunshine, get enough food and water, and uh, simple things like walking. Uh, I just uh, a few days ago read an interesting article about you know, the 12 surprising benefits of, of walking. And I'm not going to give you all 12 because you won't remember most of them. But I did create a couple acronyms to help you remember, you know, a few of these. First acronym is IRS. You know, IRS sort of has a negative connotation. So does this. So three of the benefits of walking, especially out in nature around trees and water, is it reduces the IRS, I being inflammation, which is considered the root cause of most diseases. Just walking reduces inflammation, especially if you're walking like 20 minutes or more. That's what the study found. Uh, the R stands for resistance, particularly insulin resistance, which is the basis of diabetes, which 80% of the people have diabetes, and which cuts 7 to 11 years off your life. And it's the number one cause of blindness, the number one cause of amputations. So just walking by itself reduces insulin resistance, which is a big part of uh, diabetes. Uh, the S stands for um, stress, and particularly cortisol, because your body produces a certain amount of cortisol to keep alert, but we, our cortisol levels, that hormone gets, stays too high, and that becomes stressful on our whole body. And so walking itself reduces that hormonal level of cortisol and reduces stress. So walking reduces inflammation, insulin resistance, and stress in general. And the second acronym is HACK, like a biohack. <laughs> and so H is, stands for happiness. They found that just by walking, you know, 20 minutes, particularly you know, every day, ideally in the morning in the sunlight, so you, uh, sun's getting in your eyes, that's even better. It increases your happiness. You're in a better mood. You have more peace. The A stands for antioxidants. Not only do we get antioxidants from food, but our body can make its own antioxidants, and walking helps the body make its own antioxidants. And we need to pay attention to food, too, but our body can make its own, which is sort of surprising. You know, years ago, years ago, 
we didn't have to worry about that because we did a lot more outside activity before industrialization. You get into a lot of countries around the world, and they still do a lot of walking. The majority of the people don't have cars. And so a lot of times uh, they don't have some of these problems and some of these stress factors. And they don't have some of these diseases is high proportionately because they are outside walking or working. And I'm talking about like hours to get the job, hours to go home. Yes. And yeah. so we, though, have become so civilized. And, you know, Ray, there are civilized diseases and what we, the way we eat, civilized, processed, yeah. uh, very unhealthy. We're around Water, the world yeah. again. It's natural. They raise it. It's, it's fresh. So all of these things contribute to, again, if we want to say, the freeway of slow suicide. Ray? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um. The opposite of walking, you know, along with not walking enough, is sitting too much. And studies have found that once you sit more than 30 minutes at a time, it shifts the hormones in the body in a bad way. And uh, every 30 minutes, you really should get up for at least one minute and walk around or, or jump up and down or go up and down the stairs and give your body a break because it becomes too stressful to be sitting that long. And most, a lot of people will sit for hours at a time and it's not healthy. Yeah, so, uh, Especially if you're going to go around the world on planes, you, you'll be on a plane uh, 13, 15, you could be on a plane 20 hours. Yeah, 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 that's true. Now, I brought with me a, a straw to illustrate something. You know, like if you're drinking, say you're drinking a pina colada or a margarita or whatever you're drinking, you know, straws work pretty well. But what happens if you're, uh, you put some pressure on the straw and you start squeezing it? You know, how is it going to be to drink whatever you're drinking if you squeeze the straw you know not too well because it blocks the flow of the, of the, of the liquid well that's what stress does to our life you know, you know solomon said above all else guard your heart for out of it with all diligence because out of it flows the springs of life or issues of life and so we want to be in flow with god we want to be receiving god's life and god's fire and god's power we want to be in the flow of of loving god and loving each other but stress is like putting pressure on that straw and it diminishes the flow of life both ways that's giving life and receiving life and so stress really well stress overload really is our enemy and so we have to be conscious and your stress is fine because what doesn't kill you can make you stronger but too much stress can put you under <laughs> and so and so this is just a visual reminder that when you're under stress it diminishes our life and our happiness and our, our well-being being fully alive so we want to be on that path of life that 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 exchange, that flow back and forth, us receiving from God, us giving God our heart, our love, and then be uh, in the flow of giving love to each other as well. And, and, and that 
just gives, helps us feel more fully alive and happier and less stressful. And we live longer, uh, reduce your, your, helps your immune system, so it reduces your risk of cancer and heart disease and diabetes and stroke and all those things we don't want. So the straw is a good uh, analogy. Again, if you cut it off, you're not going to get the, the nutrients from good guava juice or pomegranate juice or orange juice or grape juice. Uh, hopefully you're not sipping a lot of alcohol. Uh, uh, that's not going to help you through the straw. Yeah. Be better if they cut it off. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. I think you understand what we're saying. You've got to live a life that, again, uh, stays free from stress. In other words, unnecessary stress. As mentioned, we all go through stress, and, and stress in the right amounts, if you know how to handle it, is very good. Uh, I'll get a lot done under stress, but then I know how to use that stress to accomplish my goals. And uh, But if you don't understand how to use stress, it can destroy you. It can kill you. And uh, the diseases are innumerable, right? Yeah. Well, finishing up my acronym on the hack, uh, I'm a little embarrassed. I don't remember what the C stood for, <laughs> but uh, maybe I'll come to you. But the K stands for the killer cells. When you walk, it increases the level of your T killer cells that actually kill cancer. And so walking, and there's many other benefits of walking, too, that I'm not going to go into because you're not going to remember them all anyway. Um, uh, So that's one thing we can do. Uh, Another easy thing to do uh, that helps us reduce chemical stress, helps our body work better, is an apple a day. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. It's really true. They found that eating one apple a day or a pear reduces the risk of five kinds of cancer. Wow. So that's reducing the chemical stress, but all these related chemical stress affects us psychologically. Another technique that we can use that's based on neurovascular holding points that was discovered almost 100 years ago is uh, just putting your, your hand on your forehead. And a lot of us do this instinctively. We're under stress. We say, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my. Oh, dear God. You know, and they found out that the reason we do that is because there's two neurovascular holding points right here. And by just lightly touching them, it it shifts the flow of blood from the back part of the brain, which the blood tends to go there when we're under stress, fight or flight, so we can't think as clearly, we're more stressed, and it shifts the blood into the front, the frontal cortex of the brain, just by touching these points, and within you know, 10, 20, 30 seconds, it can reduce stress. Now, 90% of the time, I can get rid of someone's headaches by just holding these points for you know, 20, 30 seconds. And many times they got rid of people's pain. Sometimes they had chronic back pain or whatever just by holding these points. So these are stress-reducing points themselves. That just You might have noticed uh, some people just innately, when they're under a lot of pressure, they just put uh, their head in their hands. Yeah. And so they just feel better not understanding exactly what's going on like was just explained, but they just do it. And you, you go to a person that's a masseuse and they will... Uh, help you with massaging uh, points in your forehead and head. So these are things that they've studied, they know, and uh, it reduces stress, right? Yes. So I particularly want to stress the value of walking. It's so easy, but it's also easy not to do. And it's best to do in the morning. This morning, I went for a 20-minute walk. I I do that every, every morning now. Now, there's another source of stress that's going to be like, I think, a super stress overload that's uh, unfortunately on the horizon. 
And we have an opportunity to stop this onslaught of super stress, a catastrophic kind of stress that's, that's going to, we, we're convinced is going to be coming on all of America. Because, you know, you know God is long-suffering and patient and merciful up to a point. But when a nation continues to go the wrong direction against God, rejecting God and being corrupted and evil, it's a matter of time. God brings judgment. And the doctor and I really are convinced, as are many others, that judgment is inevitable and it can be catastrophic. And talk about stress overload. I mean, millions of people could die, just like what was going to happen in Nineveh. You know, God said, hey, enough is enough. Uh, in 40 days, judgment's coming. And But there was a great awakening. There was a mass repentance. And God said, changed his mind. That was exactly what Jonah was afraid of God doing. He said, I was afraid you're going to change your mind, and he did. And so he was upset about that. But God had mercy because they repented. So, I would say the inevitability of judgment, which is pretty much inevitable by now, can still be reversed if we can together collectively become that spark to spark to that great awakening. That's our only hope. It isn't in politics and electing the right people. We need to do that too. But uh, unless this nation has that great awakening with repentance, uh, we can get God to change course, change his mind. There's a science behind judgment, and we know exactly how it works. You wrote the book on it, you know? <laughs> science <laughs> so, of judgment. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a passage just to reinforce what I'm saying about God changing his mind in this context. This is in Jeremiah 18. It's talking about, hey, uh, the potter and the clay, I can do what I want because I'm the potter, you're the clay. And then he says in verse 7 of chapter 18, it says, At any moment I might speak concerning a nation to uproot and pull down and destroy it, like he's going to do with Nineveh, like he's going to do with us. But if that nation against which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent concerning the calamity that I have planned to bring upon it. So God allows himself to be moved by us. When we stand in faith and when we pray and we declare, and if enough of this do this, just like Solomon and Gomorrah could have been spared if there had been enough people. Now, Abraham negotiated down what was this, 10 or 100 or 50 righteous people all the way down 10, there still wasn't enough. But they, uh, but, but the point is, is that if we work together, especially if you join with us, because, you know, Dr. Hansen here is the, a major voice about warning people. What I'm doing now, we're warning you, this is inevitable, but if we join together and pray and you support people that are warning people like, like we are here, and be a giver and support us so we can be that voice for you and you be the voice yourself for the people you know we can turn this around and reverse this inevitability and uh, avoid this catastrophic stress that could not just be stressful but could be the loss of millions of lives in this country 
Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening and watching The Warning Program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I have special guest, Ray Gebauer. He's written many health books. And uh, what he's talking about, the science of judgment. In a moment, I wasn't going to, but I think I will let you hear the titles in the science of judgment you do need to order it there does come a point of no return and he says though you though you pray though you cry i will not see i will not hear judgment is coming it happened to sodom and gomorrah and god used uh, allowed him to, to go all the way down to 10 because god knew that there would never be repentance it's not something well you say we've got more than 10 that that's irrelevant yeah. that's not what you use as a yard scale right yeah. but uh, we if we don't see a major awakening which is a repentance I'm telling you uh, we're losing our freedoms they're trying to topple the United States right now a communist takeover and only the church can stop it I also ask you to go to my website worldministries.org and help us Join Eagle Saving Nation so we can get into the national stadiums and we can have a great repentance with the power of God coming down, touching the lives of the believers as the day of Pentecost. So now they have the courage and the faith to go forth and speak the truth without fear and intimidation. Again, worldministry.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations now. Now listen to The Science of Judgment and get your book today. God bless you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, God Holds People Accountable, Man Can Turn Into an Intelligent Beast to Do Evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism, Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and Its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in Charge of This World, Not Jesus, If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war. 
Our Responsibility to a Hostile Government, The Christian's Science of Judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations, as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read The Science of Judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and shalom.